That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Go on for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. For this first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savi Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. All right, hey everybody, welcome to an episode of the podcast on D-Shot, um, kind of a little bit of a coaching spotlight with uh, basketball season um, getting going um, in my coverage area. So, conversation with um, my guest today is uh, the head coach of the Kimberly girls basketball team, second season, um, Dave Lopisto. Dave, um, thanks for joining me. Absolutely, thank you. Um, let's just start with your coaching background a little bit. Has it always been Kimberly, or did it start anywhere else? Well, I mean, we were just going through this the other day with my assistant, who, you know, is, is, is a young kid. Um, I've coached longer than he's been alive. You know, so it's been, this is my 30th year of teaching, 33rd year of coaching. Okay. So after I got done playing in college football um, and basketball, started coaching an eighth grade team, and then went up to a high school level and coached in Green Bay for a number of years, um, both on the girls' side and boys' side. Um, and then 10, 12 years ago, I came here, coached with Coach Myron one year on the boys' program, um, then took a year off. I had knee surgery and then was actually coaching my daughter starting in third grade. And then Troy, one day, he and I talked, Troy Cullen, and came on staff at that point in uh, 2013. So you were saying you played college football and college basketball. I so did. where? At Lakeland University. Okay. Muskies, um, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, and Whitewater playing. played them in the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, and they were always we, uh, a was team a that we would beat in the first round. Yeah, so. I was a quarterback, and then uh, ACL got me. Okay. So uh, then I did play one more year of basketball after that, but the knee never came back. So, so how does how kind of um, – being a multi-sport athlete, and how was that in college, and how do you kind of try to it, drill that into your your athletes and trying to um, obviously you have quite a few with obviously yeah. Kate McGinnis being a tennis player and yes. a basketball player. Yeah, we have uh, most of our kids are at least two sport athletes here at Kimberly, which is it, and we preach it. We want that. Um, first of all, it gets a competitive fire in more than one thing. Um, second of all, it helps their bodies so they're not just doing one activity the whole while. Um, our, ba- our kids are such gym rats, though, that they're going to play basketball no matter what. Okay. Um, but it's nice to get the mental aspect away from the sport, you know, that's not in season. So they're in another in-season sport, you know, Kate with tennis, Ava's playing volleyball, you know, there's all kids and other things in, in, in cross country and stuff. And it just gives them a chance to do something else with their body, but also with their mind. So which sport did you like more growing up? Um, I, was, I loved basketball. I, I, I did, you know, in high school, you, that Friday night football was always kind of a nice, nice feel. Um, but basketball, it, to be perfectly honest, baseball was my favorite. Okay. Um, and I was able to do, you know, I was from Keele. We played, I was able to be on uh, four varsity sports because we played summer baseball. Um, and then I ran track in the spring. Um, so it's, uh, I was a, a four-sport athlete, it, but basketball was my favorite. Is that the most that you've? What's the most sports that you've seen a kid play at at a high school? Uh, level? Last year, because because I covered one that I don't know if I've told you about this. I covered one at, at Palmer Eagle at five. Yeah, you know the smaller schools yeah. as possible. Last year, Megan McGinnis okay. was a three sport athlete. Uh, my daughter back, you know, she was a three sport athlete. 
Um, so here there has been a number of three sport. Um, it's hard though because mm -hmm. of the demands on the kids. And it's usually not the school teams, it's those club teams where they, you know, they just start doing more and more and more. Yeah, no, because Brandon Wild at Palmer Eagle did five and he was football cross country. Yeah. And he did basketball, and then he did golf and baseball yeah. in the spring. So. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That was the nice part about having back then. It was summer WIAA. Okay. The only thing we didn't get to do as summer baseball players, we didn't get to play uh, um, Legion, you know, because we were in season. So we didn't get Legion ball. But it, it was it, I I liked it. I kind of and the weather was a whole lot better than the spring. Um, favorite teams, kind of growing up, I'd see. Uh, my favorite teams, you know, uh, football was always Packers. Um, they were horrible back then. But it was getting, you know, kind of getting the horrible. Now. Yeah, yeah. So that people don't understand, you know, back in the eighties, you know, I lived through the Lynn Dickey years who I loved, you know, the offense was great, you know, and then you had the the one year in eighty seven where Mikowski had the you know, they, they got a ten and six year did but didn't make the playoffs. Um so they were there. Um baseball's always been the Brewers. Um uh, back then though I'd watch the Braves a ton because it was a superstation, so those games were always on. Um, then basketball's always been mainly the college basketball. Now I like I like the NBA, but Bucks, um, and I was a Badger fan. Okay, what were your kind of thoughts on uh, obviously council yesterday hopping <laughs> ship? I mean, hey, uh, it's guy went for the money. Can't fault him. He's a pro. Um, I mean, I'll fi they'll find somebody else. I, 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 hey, my whole thing is anybody who would play, put in a playoff roster and at bat of uh, Winker. It's, it's okay that he leaves. Yeah, because <laughs> that was crazy. That, that you know, so that at that point, I'm fine. That oh, go ahead, move on. It makes it interesting. Even the Cubs series, even more interesting. Oh, uh, we talked. Plus, beautiful thing is Troy, great friend of mine, diehard Cubs fan. I hate the Cubs. So he and I go back and forth with that as well. Okay, you talked about Troy Collin. I know he went into the Hall of Fame this year. Yes, he went in the Hall of Fame with. Uh, I got to give a shout out to a Kenosha coach because uh, he went with, he went in with Bosco Jerakovic, who's the. Uh, who is the, the legendary Carthage yes. men's basketball coach. Yeah. Just talk about kind of how much of an um, important person in your coaching career that Troy was and then being able to see him going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was great. I, it, it was, you know, the day he retired, it was like, hey, I'm, I put his nomination in for Hall of Fame. I mean, the guy's got over 400 and some wins. He, he did it the right way, worked hard, hired a great staff, allowed his staff to work with him, and uh, the success talks for, you know, it just, you, you can't be much more successful than he has been. Um, he's just a great friend. I mean, we go golf for our old, old staff. We still golf all the time in the summer. Who's um, the better golfer? Uh, I'll, I'll say I will. You know, okay. we, I have my moments. I'm pretty good. And then my, our old assistant, John Trost, great golfer. Brad Brown, great golfer. Troy has his moments as well. And, and it's just a great foursome to go out there and play and keep that connection. Who wins in horse or one on one? You or Troy? We're both too old to do that. <laughs> or horse? Hey, I could shoot, so I don't know. Coach was a runner, so okay. coach and coach loved defense, so I'd say I could probably win a game of horse. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this year's team a little bit. Um, let's talk about kind of last year. Um, you guys beat Kakana in probably one of the better um, games that I covered last year and the game that went down to the wire in yeah. regulation. Kenneth gets the basket with, I think, 13 seconds left. Yes. And Reagan had the, the feed. I forget who was Kate. from. Yep, yep. Kate. It started with Kenzie. Kenzie made the right decision. She was They had three on her. She kicked it to Kate, which was the right decision. And Kate made the right decision. And, and, and that's 
you know, you'll hear me uh, in, even in practice that you were watching. It, the kids are making decisions. It's their job, for lack of a better term. They have to make the choices out there. And then some choices we have to live with, but it's, it, you know, some decisions are better than others. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a great finish. Um, so talking about um, this, this year's team, I see you lose Kenzie Drought. Um, who started four years? Yes. I don't know what the point total was, and but second all time, right? Second all time. Um, you lose. I don't remember who else you guys lost from last year, but in the in, in the rotation, because we lost Jenna Shea, but Jenna was hurt. Um, she had some concussion issues during mm. the year, so we didn't really have her at the end. Megan had surgery, so that was another senior that we lost. Um, then we had some other kids who were hurt. Um, so Kenzie was the biggest one that we are. You know, it's hard to replace her rebounding even more than her scoring. Um, she's an all-time leading rebounder here at Kimberly. Um, what did it mean that she goes to apps? That she's going to go play at App State? Great! It's always great to see our kids go on. I mean, that's always a goal for us is to have our kids be able to achieve their individual goals within the realm of the team. And when we're successful, they're successful. And it's great to see them move on and, and, and attain their dreams of playing at whatever level they're going to be playing at. And uh, it's, it's great to see. If you look at this year's roster, I see uh, McGinnis stepped up. Kate McGinnis took, stepped up a little bit last year. Reagan stepped up a little, a little bit last year. You got Jane Dietrich coming back. You got Alex Kilpatrick coming back. You got Mackenzie's sister, Bentley, who yes. had some good time last year. Uh, Emily Urban is Absolutely. another one who you kind of threw into the varsity roster at the end of last year. Um, and then you add in, um, I, I think for the four, is it going to be the four and the five going to be what Ava, yeah, Ava our, Bondren, and I mean, we have six, six sophomore or uh, three sophomores and three freshmen. Um, M was with us for half that year. So we have five newcomers, seven returners, um, and six newcomers because we have a junior as well. Um, Sydney Wolfel. Um, we're experienced but young. And, you know, our, our junior class is skilled. They got better as sophomores last year from the beginning of the year when we struggled and they were running all over the place um, to the end of the year where it was weapons, where it was Kate and Reagan were weapons to go along with Kenzie scoring. Um, this year we have them returning and, and we have Jaden returning and Alex and then Ella. Um, Alex is going to be out here at the beginning of the year with, a, with the injury, um, but she'll be back. I don't know when. It's just get her healthy. Um, but Jaden is that glue kid as that senior um, that really helps us. She knows what we're doing defensively. She knows how to move the basketball. And now this year she's been hitting some threes, um, and she's shown much more confidence. Um, and she's just a good leader for us as that senior. Uh, but our junior class is really our, our, our core group right now. And then we have these newcomers, um, Ava Van Vondren, Haley Dulas, and Kennedy Evan as freshmen. They're just competitors. And they fit my personality. They like to have fun, but they know when it's time, hey, it's competitive, and let's compete. And we're going to compete, compete, compete. And our sophomore class is like that, starting with Emily. Emily was a, a catalyst for us halfway through the year last year. We threw her in a game. She hadn't even practiced with us, um, but she's such a great defender. She's made a leap with her ball handling, and she's just a true point guard who looks to create. And then we have Claudia Asman and Ayla Rosh, two more sophomores, who are they're those kids who are just basketball junkies who want to play, great kids, and Claudia can really shoot it. 
you know, six footer who she could shoot. And Ayla's a great defender. And is that real? Is Claudia related to? You? Yes. Mike? Yes. Yep. That's their sister. Okay. Yes. Um. So like, how? What's kind of the biggest difference between those those two? Obviously, it's a different kind of. Oh, the the Aspens. Yeah. Uh, and Cla- the one thing this year that we worked on all summer with Claudia was because she's a three point shooter, was to get another part of her game, because we always look at okay, how would I play us? You know, how would we self scout? And I would, you know. Okay, you can't just be a three-point shooter. You've got to be able to run when you get run off the line. Now let's start working on our dribble post-up. And she worked on it all summer. Um, had a great summer with it, so she's gotten a little bit more of an inside game, and she's willing to go in there as a 6'1 kid to uh, mix it up a little bit more. And, and, again, she's only a sophomore, so it's just scratching the surface. Um, expectations for the year, FEA. Um, obviously, Kakana suffered a little bit of a yeah, with it's, Kenneth. It's just being out. to see injuries. Uh, I know Taryn Christopher is not going to be playing. She's going to be softball. So- softball. Um, so what's kind of the outlook on the FBA this year? I've seen Nina's got that one. Cybell. <laughs> yeah, you got Zabel. You got one of the best shooter I've seen, boys or girls, that I've coached against. And I've coached 30 years against a lot of great. She can just flat out shoot it. Um, yes, yeah, so you got Nina. You have Hortonville. You have Oshkosh West. You have Kakana. Fond du Lac is not bad. There's not a bad team in the FBA. And so we want to be in that mix. To, you know, I, I think we're we have the potential, but potential doesn't get you anything. Um, the beginning of the year, we start off with the uh, uh, first game of the year, Brookfield East. You know, they're going to be probably top five. Um, then we have Appleton East, who can really score. Um, and then we go Nina and Hortonville. So you got three of the top five teams in the state. And again, we're experienced but young. Mm. So our young kids are going to be thrown into the fire right away, which is fine. I mean, our whole thing is process based anyway. Um, last year was perfect proof of that, where we started off slow. I, there were things that I needed to just trust the process that we didn't want to throw too much in too early, so we really simplified and just went on and trusted that we were going to get to where we needed to be. Um, and that's the same thing this year. We just, you know, we have great potential. There's some high-level kids, um, but it needs to gel, and the kids need to play together and play for each other. And when that happens, when we're connected, I think we have a good opportunity to you're in your second year. Last year, you took over for Troy. So, has it been easier this year, or is it harder, a little bit harder that you have all these pieces that you gotta? I, I think it's easier mainly because the girls now see me as the head coach. You know, as being a, an assistant for nine years, they heard my voice, but it was Troy's voice. It was Troy's program. I was here to support the kids in Troy. Um, so, it, it took a little feeling out time for them to understand. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, he's making these decisions. So that once we got that and the kids understood it and everything was there. So this year was much easier because we went, because I didn't get hired till way late. It was that year, it was all the way into June. So it was like, yeah, we were involved, but it was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you need to get ducks in a row. And this year, all of that's been in a row. So it's been just, a, you know, any job, your second year is easier than that first year. Um, let's talk about, uh, obviously, um, favorite Favorite sports moment that you've ever witnessed? Favorite basketball moment you ever witnessed? I've probably told this to you that mine would be, um, I'd probably split it into two because I'd say when I was at Whitewater as a student, I saw the Cordell Young Coast to Coast game winner to win the national championship against Duncan Robinson uh, when we did the trifecta at Whitewater winning football, basketball, and baseball in the same academic year. Um, And obviously, Q was from my um, rival high school. Um, and then a year before that, 
Um, I saw the Mary Merck two buzzer beater oh, game sure. in the national semifinals. Yeah. I don't know if that name's familiar to yeah, you oh, now. Yeah, she's with down at Tulsa East. East. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just curious, like, what's what's that moment? What's your favorite basketball moment or favorite sports moment that you've ever seen live? Live, it would you know if I'm going to go live, it's got to be the situations where would have been the 2018-19 season where we made it to state. Okay. Uh, we, we beat uh, a very good Wausau West team um, over at D.C. Everest. Uh, it was, we were up, you know, tried to lose, decided to throw the ball around a little bit, but then the kids just persevered, and kids made plays, and it was just a great feeling there. Um, having those opportunities there, then uh, that would be one, I mean... Any- like pro or if, if never really in person, but my favorite sports one that I was watching on TV was uh, the um, Derek Wittenberg 1982 shot Lorenzo Charo dunk out of an 83 1983, okay. um, mainly because it was I had seen them play. That was the first year that the three point line came in college, and the ACC. You're too young to remember this. They had the three point line inside the circle. It was a 17 foot line, so you had the free throw line. And then two feet later was the three-point line. <laughs> then it was top of the key. Yeah, but Derek Wittenberg would be shooting from 25, 30 feet back then, and it was just like, yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. That's all I wanted to always play. So to see that was probably my, you know, wasn't in person, but that was a, a, it was a cool moment. Any, any favorite other coaches around the state or favorite co- college coaches? or? Um, I, I like, to be perfectly honest, I like to find – obscure coaches who I can reach out and we converse and talk and you find and you learn a whole lot more from people because they're very similar situations than you are. Um, But I can talk basketball and coaching all day. And uh, one of the, but the only good thing with Twitter, now that it is X, it's no longer that good, but (laughs) um, was being able to make connections with coaches around the country. Um, I share everything, so we have great conversations. And there's been, I've learned so much from a number of people, a couple guys in Georgia, um, another person in Alabama, uh, and then a bunch of people in Canada. How much and, of the, the WEAC? I, I, you know, I've, since we're in season, when they're in season, I don't get to see much of the WEAC, okay. to be honest. Um, it's um, Coach Fisher, I know they such great stuff there. And uh, I knew Kelly McNiff when she taught in Green Bay. Um, I teach in Green Bay, so I keep track of what they're doing. But once we're in season, it's uh, I end up using vast majority of my basketball time with watching us okay. on our film. Um, let's talk about kind of um, obviously um, Kate committed recently. Yes. Just yep. overall thoughts on her committing. Just it's great to see the growth of Kate because nobody's going to outwork Kate. There might be kids who work as hard, but nobody's going to outwork her. And she took a, a great process in that whole recruiting thing. And she found a spot that we always talk with our kids is, A, first got to find a school that you has what you, what you want to learn, your major, and then find a staff that is, has a similar style to how we play and how you learn. Because we play differently. We don't run a lot of sets. We think the kids are, again, it's conceptual. So we put a name to everything so kids know what those concepts are. But she found a spot that was very similar to how we play. Um, the coaching staff who I've conversed with is just fantastic. Um, and she knew where she wanted to be. 
and I, I'm happy for her that she has that decision out of her way. Now she has two years, like she told me, she has two things she's focusing on, focusing on us, Kibley Girls Basketball, and getting better. I mean, what more can you ask? How much does it help that obviously being in a family for her? Oh, where, I'm sure it's, you know, obviously Ryan's the AD here, yeah, Cal. And, and mom played at Marquette, and you know, and, and Cal's playing. Now I believe he transferred. I can't remember where he went to. I think you went, went where Donovan Schultz. Yeah, it could be. And then and, and Megan's playing in college too. So I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's an athletic family, but better yet, they they're such hardworking family and and have the right. They do everything the right way, and having that aspect, it only helps. How much does obviously you're talking about the um, lots? Well, I'm sticking on Megan this year. Uh, Talk about kind of what would you like to see from her this year? Be a little more vocal, and she's growing into it. That's the next step for her. She's a lead-by-example kid, and now she's taken that next step out of her comfort zone to be more vocal. Um, she has made the leap in her skill work. Um, she's just a very good basketball player. I mean, it, it, she fits what we need. We need somebody because, you know, the one person we lose, Kenzie, Kenzie was a walking bucket. She could, when we needed a big, you know, you – to win big games, you need to have players make plays. And now we're going to need that next person to be that person. And right now, it'd be my guess would be Kate, who's going to be able to, you know what, i got to go get a bucket and making that right decision at that right time. But the great part is Kate's not going to force something. If there's a teammate that's open, she's going to make the right basketball play. Um, you talked about kind of having conversations with college coaches. Um, I know Reagan's getting recruited. Absolutely. Um, I know I just saw the thing about Ava Van Vonderen getting an offer from UW-Green Bay. Yeah, um, and talk, so did Haley. Yeah, and so then did. talk about kind of like how having those relationships has helped with kind of getting your kids looked at. And It's it's always helpful. And, I, you know, I, I for 10 years I've always made videos for our kids. And then if they wanted to, to play in college, you know, they had films of what they needed to send it out. And uh, making those connections. But it comes down to the kids, you know, the the more skilled you are, the better opportunities you have. And our kids have bought into that since they've been young. And uh, they get more skilled and we keep working our skill. We try to be simple. Simple doesn't equate easy. Um, but that's the biggest thing. And they, the kids learn how to play basketball. That's our goal at least. So it's not just you know us telling them where to go. They have to learn and that college coaches like that. So they, they don't have to come in and teach kids how to play. At that point, they can teach them their system, then and then they're ready to go. Um, going back to Kimberly a little bit, um, talk about kind of obviously there's always high expectations at this school um, with the success with the state championships and even the state runner-ups, and um, just talk about how cool it is to kind of coach at, at a school where that it's kind of it's kind of like a white. I, when I took this job, it was like this is going to be. Kind of um, the same thing as maybe like Whitewater, where yeah. the expectations are to win the conference and, and win the national championship. Um, talk about the, like how cool it is to kind of coach at a, at a school like that. I, I love it. This is where I live, um, so it is. It's great because I don't teach in the district, you know. And at a certain point, I try to get in, but you're so far along that it's hard to get back into a district. Is it is it better as a coach? I mean, you obviously like see. Co more in coaching these days where co sometimes it's coaches from other walks of life or yes yeah, I mean I, I think it, personally as a teacher I think it's always best to have a teacher you know that's just me you know someone who, who's worked with kids but anybody who is good with kids can and understands the game and is in it for the right reasons is a great opportunity to coach um, having a chance here 
in my community. Um, it's always been great. I've done a ton with the youth kids growing up, even before I was with the program. And having those expectations is the reason why I do this. Because if you don't have those high expectations, why are you doing something? And it is high expectations for our kids, high expectations for our coaches, high expectations for our program. And uh, you know, we've been in that sectional final five out of the last six years, one of the years we made it to state. We've been successful, but we don't base our success on that outcome. So our success is, are our kids improving and having that opportunity and having that, are they doing their job in the classroom? Are they doing their job in the community? And then they're doing their job the best that they can while we're in our athletic realm here, basketball. And uh, I love it. I, I, we embrace those expectations. And uh, nobody has higher expectations than, than me. Um, but we don't talk about our outcome goals except once. Beginning of the year, our meeting will be probably next week. The kids have their outcome. But then everything after that, it's our process goals, how we do things, and then our performance goals. We look at it, okay, then our performance goals shape our what we're doing with our process. And the kids buy into that, and that's why I believe that we are successful. All right, I'll end this with just um, you kind of giving any other last thoughts. I, hey, it's just, I, I was talking to Coach Murphy. We were sending a couple texts. He was wishing me good luck on the start of the season. And uh, it, it's funny that you say those expectations. And I sent back, hey, we are so lucky at our age to be able to get to do something at this place. You know, he had such great success at Seymour, had great success here. You know, and he's a little older than I am. He's retired, and I'm not quite retired. I got a couple years of teaching, and I really don't want to retire. Um, but it's, it's, it keeps, and like he said, keeps us young. And having that opportunity to be around such great kids, you can see today they're competitive, they have fun, they support each other. Um, and that just is contagious. And it is, it's something that is so much fun to be around that anybody who doesn't coach doesn't quite see that part of it. They don't get to see the practices, and it's just fun. And that, that's the first thing. I mean, we have two, two of our things that we want to be fun to play with and a nightmare to play against. And these kids embody that. Now, it's our job to gel and come together and be able to see those things show up on a Tuesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, wherever we're playing. But that isn't what we base our whole self-worth on. We're looking at that process of getting better. All right. Thanks, Coach, for Absolutely. joining me. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.